Hello, welcome to another installment of the Central American Group's podcast, in which experts discuss topics related to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of the region. Hello, welcome to the Central American Group series of podcasts. We have uh, conversations with very knowledgeable people that are both internal and external to the organization. Today, we have a wonderful young lady joining us. She's from the uh, Association of Free Zones of the Americas. She's the director, and her name is Camila Moreno. How are you today, Camila? Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much for the invitation, and thank you for saying that young lady. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, it's true. Could you give us a little bit of a, a background information on yourself, just so that the uh, listeners can can have some familiarity with your biography? So my name is Camila Moreno. I'm from Colombia, Bogota. Uh, currently, I'm, I'm based in Bogota, and I have worked for the past 14 years uh, in foreign direct, attracting foreign direct investment. I have a master in international law and economics at the University of Bern. I lived for two years, three years actually in in China, in Beijing. Um, And for the past seven years almost, I've been working for the Association of Free Trade Zone of the Americas. Can you tell us about the organization? For instance, when was it founded and and what is the purpose of, of the group? Yeah, so... The association was created 24 years ago by a group of entrepreneurs that had their free trade zone, mainly from uh, Central America and South American countries like Dominican Republic, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Uruguay, Colombia. And these entrepreneurs have their annual meeting to discuss different topics regarding their business. The group grew until 2011, where it was decided to create legally the association. So it's based in Bogota, but we currently represent 25 countries. Um, Actually, we have among our members free trade zones, ministries of industry, association of free trade zones, national association of free trade zones, and consultants. Okay, well, you know, I I have experience, obviously, working with free zones and, and working with industrial developments that are outside of free zones. Perhaps you could tell us, what the benefits companies should consider when they're deciding whether to be in or out of a free zone. What type of benefits are there? Great question, Stephen. So this is the main question that we receive from the investors and it's our job to give them all the information. You have, of course, all the industrial parks. We have this really good real estate infrastructure. But the difference with free trade zones is that you have benefits, you have incentives. Uh, Regarding three main that we can talk in this podcast, the income tax, preferential income tax, zero VAT and zero tariff for imported goods and for imported goods. Can you um, give me a little bit of insight on your feelings with regard to a discussion that the U.S. government is having? Um, The Biden administration is currently working with uh, internationally to attempt to have installed a minimum global corporate income tax. Uh, From my perspective, I'm not in favor of this. I believe that every country should be able to uh, 
compete as as they see fit. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, that's a very, very interesting question, Stephen. And the thing, as you mentioned, is that every country has their own rules. And right now, after the pandemic, after all this uh, China-US trade war, after the situation on the uh, Suez Canal, the companies are really looking where to where to move, where where they're going to put their next production process or ser or their services, and. Each country has a lot of incentives uh, for for every for for their company. So it sounds like a very romantic idea, but I don't know how practical it is going to be, and how 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 governments are going to be in favor. Because I definitely think that each country is going to have a very very um, well. It's having not 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 in the future. It's actually having a very a big incentives for the free trade zones uh, and and for for attracting companies. So if you are in a free zone in Central America, it's almost zero percent. And then if there's another government telling you that you need to rise your uh, income tax, your corporate income tax to a higher uh, percentage, this is going to create a lot of noise and the companies that have already invested on the free zones are not going to be happy. Yeah, I think it's rather impractical. Um, that aside, what are the services that you offer to members of your organization? Well, you're distributed into two main objectives, which is the promotion of the free trade zones so that more investors Uh, see the free trade zones and, and want to invest in the free trade zone. And the other is to defend. As you just mentioned, and, and as you were asking, what do you think about this initiative? We have a lot of initiatives. Uh, governments usually want to change the, the rules of the investors. And our objective and our um, service to these governments and to these, uh, I say governments because we work closely with the ministries of trade and industry, we, we need to talk and conciliate with the ministries of finance, which usually are the ones that want to, <laughs> to increase the, the, the incentives and the percentage of the income uh, corporate tax. So from the association, we work with all the governments and show them what happens if you change the, the, the rules of the investor. It's not, it's, it's, it's not okay, um, we're going to increase the number of, of, of the income tax and we're going to have benefits because we're going to, to receive more money or like a bigger budget to the government. We have seen that it creates completely the opposite. Companies leave the country and they look for other countries where it's the income tax, it's still more favorable for their business. Yeah, we, we see something uh, along those lines. Recently, we had uh, an automotive company uh, cancel a project here in the United States. And, and I personally think that uh, the reason why that was done was because of the announcement of, of raising corporate income tax. Um, that aside, however, um, in terms of free zone activities, we know that there's a number of different activities that can take place in free zones. Maybe you can give us an overview of, of those. Of course. So in the free trade zones, they have um, logistics operations, shared services operations, including 
for KPO, BPO, ITO, call centers. Well, we also have manufacturing, of course. Um, and when we say manufacturing, textiles, automobile, um, furniture, any manufacturing that you can imagine. So those are the three main that I can mention today, manufacturing, logistics, and services. Our audience- and of course, agricultural. There, there are some very specialized recently for agricultural. You know, I, I, I found it very interesting. Um, I've dealt with industry throughout my career, uh, but recently I've been talking to a free zone operator in Uruguay and they do all back office types of things. So, you know, uh, I would imagine that a lot of our audience thinks that it's just manufacturing, but as you point out, you know, it's, it's quite a few activities that can actually take place in free zones. Um, exactly. Our, our audience has a particular interest in Central America. And with that in mind, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your activities uh, specifically as they relate to Central America? Of course. So Central America is also a very important market for us. And to, I'll give you some numbers and for the audience that they will realize how important free trade zones are. Um, 56% of the total exports of Dominican Republic go out of the free trade zones. In Costa Rica, um, six out of 10 new created jobs are formally done on free trade zones. And right now they're reaching, still talking about Costa Rica, 8% of the global, global GDP of Costa Rica is created from free trade zones, from the business of free trade zones. Um, so definitely, um, Central America is a, is a big market for free trade zone. In Nicaragua, more than 150,000 formal employments are in free trade zones. Um, in El Salvador, um, well, the, all the um, maquilas and the manufacturing and the textiles are also very, very important. And in Panama, there are actually five different regimes. So you have the regime of free zones, you have the regime of um, Panama Pacifico, which is an APP, public-private partnership, but you also have for big enterprises, and you also have um, for, for the logistics, a special regime for, for the logistics, which is called uh, uh, Depositos Habaneros. So all these countries in Central America have free trade zones, and they're extremely important uh, for their economies. Actually, if you if you see a map and you can go inside our website, you you will see a lot of points uh, in our in our investor map. Lot of points, and all the points mainly are in uh, Central America and Colombia. You just mentioned your website. Um, our listeners are an inquisitive group of people, and if you could provide the URL. And we'll include this in the transcript to our conversation. But if you could provide the URL of the uh, website, I think that'd be helpful. Mm, thank you. Thank you for that. So it's Asociación, like the association, but in Spanish, Zonas Francas, uh, zonasfrancas.org. Um, and we have another one now that you mentioned, which is very, very interesting for the investors, which is called Relocate Latam. It was one of the initiatives that we created last year after we realized everything that was going on after the pandemic. And we is the first specialized um, website 
with all the inventory of lots and offices and warehouses of the free trade zones in the region. So you can check both. That's a, that must be a pretty comprehensive bit of information because obviously you've got a lot of members. Um, if listeners have further questions that they would like to ask you, uh, how would they get in contact with you? Well, you can search me on LinkedIn by Camila Moreno, and then you write ASFA, which is A-Z-F-A. Or my email, of course, I can leave it to you, is director for director at asociacionzonasfrancas.org. Well, Sorry th- for the Spanglish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. I think our audience is fluent in that. Um, thank you very much for, for joining us today. And we wish you and your organization uh, success now and in the future. Thank you, Stephen, for the invitation. And thank you to the Central American Group. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Sign up to receive the Central American Group's quarterly newsletter by visiting www.thecentralamericangroup.com.